Thank you for tuning in again to For Your Life and Your Legacy. I am Michael Coleman, your host, and I am glad that you tuned in one more time. I do believe today we're going to have a good time because we're going to talk about the great idea, the great idea, or better yet, the power of an idea, the power of one idea. See, my understanding is that many of us will have at least one great idea throughout our lifetime, and we should take every opportunity to learn how to get the best or the most out of that one idea. I do believe that most of us take the time to to develop the idea, but for whatever reason, we don't do what's necessary, which is the execution. See, there is one thing to have a great idea. I know people who've had plenty of great ideas, but for whatever reason, they lack the courage, the stamina, maybe even the focus to execute on that one idea. But here's the thing. Every great idea, right? Every great idea, Every great idea needs to be developed. And that means, if you are to see the fruit of it, there is. That means that there's going to be some type of sacrifice that's required in order to make that great idea come to pass. I know we want it to be easy. And you know that it is not. Because if you've been listening to me long enough, you know that things are not always easy. Things will not always be easy. And especially if you want anything good, it will not be easy. There is a hustle. There is the ruffling of the feathers. There is a movement. Even in movements, there's a ruffling of the feathers. If you want things transformed, if you want, uh, even like Dr. King said, I have a dream, right? The dream will require some type of sacrifice, some type of shifting, some type of uh, application of that dream requires that somebody has to give up something in order for someone else to get something. The question is, are you willing to actually get to the point where you let go of the little in order to get the much? Is your idea big enough to share with others? That is something to contemplate. Uh, Is your idea right now just self-serving? If it is, then it's not big enough. That is not a big idea. If that idea means that only you and you alone receive something from it, then you don't have a great idea. As a matter of fact, here's the best example I can give you. A really great idea is something that must be shared, has to be shared with others, because otherwise you will never benefit from it. The intent is that you would give, they would receive, but in them receiving, they would give back to you. So what does that mean? Great example. If you have an idea, you copyright it, maybe you patent it, then you license it. And once you've licensed it, you produce it. Okay, now we understand. We go from just the idea to the execution. From the execution to the production or from the production to the celebration of it. So there has to be that pipeline. So if you don't understand what I'm saying, you first have the idea. You got to get yourself down and out and maybe even spend your last dime on whether or not if you really believe in it now. 
If you really believe in it, you'll spend your last dime on it and you will do whatever it takes through sacrifice to get that idea from just being in your head to being on a piece of paper and from being on a piece of paper to it actually being a production and from production to it actually being on a shelf and then from being on a shelf, it's the celebration. What's the celebration? When everybody gets to partake in what it is that you've been thinking about. When someone actually sees the manifestation of your idea on a shelf somewhere where everybody can actually see and understand the concept. And that is it. I mean, there is something we said about someone who has the ability to broker the deal. They have the ability to see what you're thinking and to match that up with someone else's need. That even in and of itself is a good idea. It could even be a great idea if you're a great broker. Good examples would be like those who broker deals with NFL and NBA stars or those who broker deals for real estate and those who broker deals specifically even for your car transactions. Now, no, most of us don't think much about that, but that's a great idea. Just imagine you're just collecting maybe 2.9% off for each transaction and it may not seem like a lot except for when you have a whole lot of people celebrating your idea. What do you mean? They're participating in it. They find the convenience of your idea and therefore participate in that idea. And in so being, it is not that you get a large sum, but you get a small sum a lot of times. So this is why we want to make sure that we learn that sometimes you might think that your idea is just too small. Maybe it is the perfect size. And you've just neglected to think that there may be multiple people who are waiting for your idea to come to pass. It is the power of an idea. Just your one idea could be the solution for so many people so many times. And if it's a continued use, you might find that it is what they call a commodity. It is something that everybody needs and if it's something that's sustaining, they'll need it over and over and over again. Let's take, for example, something very simple. Toilet paper, right? Mostly everybody needs some toilet paper. It's just a piece of paper on a roll. But think of how convenient it is when you consider the alternatives. That's right. You make sure you get some sort matter of fact, when COVID came around, toilet paper became very expensive, if almost non-existent. And it was an idea that everybody wanted. Matter of fact, some people got mm, into all became, well, I just say it this way, right down foolish over some toilet paper. So listen, I just want to say to you that there's a great idea in you. And I think you need to get get it out. But you say, I don't believe so. I don't believe that there's a, that has to be a great idea. You know why? Because you are God's great idea. You are God's great idea. When God crafted you, he made you on purpose. And he knew that you had an intent and a purpose to fulfill in the earth. A mission or calling, as some would call it. And if you would allow yourself to listen to the voice of God, you would begin to discover God's great idea in you. You will begin to allow your gifts, your talents and abilities to bloom, to blossom. You would focus more on your gifts, talents and abilities than the things you don't have. Now, here's a good and maybe even a great idea. Stop focusing on what you don't have and begin to analyze what you do have. Think about what you do have 
in your hand. As a matter of fact, when Moses delivered the children of Israel, the children out of Egypt, uh, and they actually had to get across the Red Sea. Hmm. What was in Moses' hand? He had a staff. He had something in his hand. Let's go back a little further. When God was talking to Moses in a burning bush, he asked him, what is that in your hand? It is something to be said that what's in your hand makes a difference. Better yet, let me use another example. There was a widow and she needed to be delivered financially. The prophet asked her, what do you have in your house? She had pots and a bit of oil. Listen, it is something to be said. Sometimes we discount small things. Small things can mean a lot when God's hand is upon it. And I'm telling you, if you believe in God and you trust him, God's hand can be upon you and give you the favor that you've never seen before. It could put you in places that you never thought you would be. It can allow you to obtain audiences with people you never thought you would see. It is therefore needful for you to begin to discover God's great idea about you, to take courage and to take even take flight with this idea that God will move in your life in ways that you've never seen if you trust him, if you seek him and trust him. But you got to get yourself in a place where you just don't believe, but you trust. There's a difference. See, you can believe one thing, but never trust it to be true. You can believe one thing, but never put your faith in it. And there is a difference. There is a difference because once you actually begin to exercise faith, faith means that you will see something manifest. You will move forward on something. You could just, you know, hey, I'm just, I'm just bumping my gums, as some would say, but bumping your gums don't really won't get you anywhere. It is when you get up from someplace to do something, to see some, something even more come to pass, something greater come to pass, something that you've never seen before come to pass. So that is here in the nutshell of what we're talking about today. You're God's great idea. You're God's great idea. And if you look around the room while we're talking today, and it's just you and I, if you look around the room, maybe somebody has identified that you're God's great idea, but you've been pushing them back. You've been telling them, no, not me. I'm not God's great idea. There's nothing special about me. As a matter of fact, you you may have written yourself off, but I'm going to tell you, there is definitely something special about you. Why? Because God has nothing but great ideas. See, he knows exactly what's he, what he needs, when he needs it, and in the timeline he needs it in. In other words, you've been born for this timeline, in, for this specific purpose, during this particular century, for this particular reason. There is no doubt in my mind that there is a God we serve who never makes mistakes. He knows that you were needed. He knew that you would need it for such a time as this. He knew that you would be needed for this year, for 2023. He knew that it would be you and you alone that he could use to do what's coming next. See, that's just it. What's coming next? What's That's a beautiful thing about great ideas. Great ideas have the ability to be what's next. See, I don't know. Maybe uh, when I was growing up, there was this thing called the big wheel. 
And it was really cool because you could, you could put the foot on the pedals on the front end and you could turn that big wheel around. And what was cool is that it also had a little brake on the side where you could pull it up and make that thing slide across the cement. Oh boy, that thing was fun. I mean, you run up and down, well, for me, you'd run up and down the sidewalk and you get it as fast as you could. And then when it was time for you to brake just before you hit the corner of the sidewalk, you hit it. And boy, that thing was fun. Now we were sliding all day long. But imagine what the big wheel would be like if it didn't have to brake. That's a good idea, right? That was a good idea. Well, that made it a great idea. Just a little add-on, a little different, something that made it worthwhile. It was the selling point. See, you could have a good idea, but sometimes you need something great to come along, something that makes it even better. It's like, I don't know, ice cream, but with a cherry on top. Maybe you don't like the cherry. It's like ice cream with caramel sauce on it. Maybe you don't like caramel. It's like ice cream with fudge on top. Maybe you don't like the fudge. It's like ice cream with a drizzle of apple on top. You see where I'm going? Somebody has come up with an iteration, a variance of what makes ice cream special. Ice cream is good all by itself. But once you put something like the toppings on it, oh my goodness, it becomes great. Now, I'm not trying to tempt any of you who are out there Maybe you're on a fast or maybe you're trying to watch your figure. Mm. But listen to me. You get the example. You might be what somebody needs, something sweet. You might be that cherry on top, that caramel drizzle. You may be that very thing. You said, but they got it all together. No, you don't understand. There's no such thing as somebody who has it all together. They may be looking for the next best thing. They may be looking for their next breakthrough, their next best song. They may be looking for it and you may become that inspiration. You may become the individual who's capable of getting someone to the next level. You need to understand that you are a an answer to someone's problem. You are a specific answer to someone's problem. You're here today because God has said it. it should be so. If you haven't heard me say it before, depending on where you enter in on this particular podcast, you got to take that into conclusion. So I put this question to you. I right, think about it. Think long. Think hard. Here we go. Here's the question. What are you good at? Ah, you said, I'm not good at anything. Yes, you are. You know you are. But you've been focused on what you're bad at, that you've not taken the time to sit down, analyze what you're good at. You, matter of fact, I guarantee you, you've not tried to pat your back on, pat yourself on the back for the things you've done right. Because you said that would be prideful and I'm humble. Well, I'm glad you're humble. But let me humbly tell you, you need to encourage yourself. You need to tell yourself that, guess what? Hmm. If I'm good at something, it's not really because of me. It is because of the gift of God that's in me. See, if anything, you pat yourself on the back for allowing God to use you. You pat yourself on the back for allowing yourself to say, you know what? I'm not going to take the credit all for myself. I'm going to return it back to God. But that means you got to be 
great at it. You gotta say, I recognize that I'm good, but I could become great. And that's how you become even more so, more so like God's great idea. You, you, you divert yourself from those things that try to sidetrack you and keep you distracted. You leave them along the way. You leave them along the pathway, along the side of the road. You don't become distracted. As a matter of fact, the last session was a power of persistence. The intent here is to be persistent at everything you do. Because if you are able to be persistent, you will find that you go from good to great, right? And you won't allow yourself to stay in one place for far too long because you realize you are God's great idea. You are that which shifts the, shifts the paradigm. You are the paradigm shift. You are the one who was able to actually make things new. You are the one who's able to bring in new ideas to your supervisors, to your children. You are the one who can actually see things that other people hasn't, haven't seen before because you are the one that God has chosen for this hour. So I'm telling you. The power of a great idea, the power to think on these things. So here is John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was a word and the word was God. In the beginning was a word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word there in, in the Greek is logos, uh, means thinker. But here's what we understand, uh, a thought rather. But in order for there to be a thought, there had to be a thinker. There had to be a thinker. The word logos means thought. But in order for there to be a thought, there had to be a thinker. So God has been thinking about you. God has been thinking about you the whole time. God has had you on his mind. There's a old song that says, while Jesus was on the cross, you were on his mind. The understanding here is that there was a sacrifice being made for you to become what you should have always been. Right. A child of God There's a sacrifice being made so that you would become all that you should be, right? One who reigns with God. There is a need for us to understand that we're not just those small antiquated old fractured things that people uh, somehow frame themselves out to be that I'm just trying to get along and I'm, I'm trying to make it. You're not meant to try to make it. You're meant to do it. You're meant to actually execute. You're meant to actually get up and go. You're meant to actually go take charge. You're meant to, according to Luke, the 19th chapter, verse 13, to go occupy. You're meant to set up a new standard. You're meant to actually show them the standard and then live by the standard so that as they see the standard, they would see the glory that it comes from those who try to live and do the standard, right? Those who attempt to be more and more and then pull it off because they say, you know what? I'm going to become all that God has purposed me to be. That thing that you've been listening, uh, excuse me, that idea, the voice that you've been hearing that God's been telling you, he's been encouraging you, you don't ignore it anymore. Give yourself the opportunity to invest in yourself, to allow you to see, to allow yourself to see. Get yourself a mirror. Matter of fact, go get yourself a mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you begin to tell yourself this, this one thing. God has made me for such a time as this, and I am God's great idea. I'll show you how important ideas are. I'll show you how important ideas are. I heard uh, a friend of mine uh, tell this story. Uh, you want to know what's really holding a building up. Most people would say the brick, the mortar, the steel, right? Anytime you sit in a large, a large arena, 
Most people would think it's the brick, the mortar, and the steel that's holding the arena up. But the truth of the matter is, and I'll cut to the chase, is that there was an architect who designed that arena. And that architect went to a school. Because of his schooling, he learned how to design the building. He knew the strength of the steel, the mortar, and the bricks. He knew what was necessary to make the structure. But even more so, what he knew is an idea. It is an idea that he had in his mind that fabricated the building. The idea, it, now here's the thing, if the idea was flawed, the building would fall in around the people that were in it. But because his idea was good and his idea stood the test of time and his idea stood up to the weather, stood up to the shifting of the ground, stood up to the many other challenges. See, an idea will take into take consideration many of the challenges. Ah, you said, what? Well, yes, I'm saying that specifically, that you're God's great idea. And sometimes we think the challenges shouldn't come our way. But even so, the architect knows specifically that if I'm going to build this building, it must stand the test of time. It's not going to be there for one day. It has to be there for years. And not only that, it has to stand up to the storms that are going to come, to the rain that will beat upon it, to the snow that that may fall upon it. it has to stand up if necessary depending on where it is to the earthquakes so that it doesn't just crumble at one shaking of the earth there is a need i'm telling you people for you to begin to understand that because you're god's great idea he understands that there will be some rain that falls in your life there will be some troubled times. There will be things that try to shake you. There will be things that try to compress you and even depress you. But the intent here is that he has had you in his mind for such a long time that he says specifically, there's no temptation among men whereby he won't make an escape for you. There, there is an opportunity that you could actually learn from what he's done. Not only that, but you could learn his ways and in learning his ways ways. You become stronger. You become even more, if you will, uh, able to actually show others the way because you go through the testing and the trial. You go through the troubles and even the troubles, you learn to trust him because he said, I am God and I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we put our trust in him. And as we put our trust in him, you begin to realize in the purity of who you are, that you're God's great idea, that you're not the idea of your mom and your dad. Sure, they thought about you, but God thought about you first. God knew what you needed first. Even though you might not appreciate the home you've been in, and it may not be the best of situations, but yet and still today, guess what you're doing? You're listening to this, aren't you? Somehow God put the right people in your pathway, another great idea, to influence you to listen to this today, another great idea, that you might become the great idea that God intends for you. So here's what I'm going to tell you today. I'm going to tell you to challenge yourself to believe that you're God's great idea. I'm going to tell you to challenge yourself to walk with your head held high, knowing that God has invested much in you. I'm going to challenge you to go ahead and actually look around and tell your friends and your family that, you know what? I believe that there's more in store for me. Guess what? They won't all believe you, but it really doesn't matter. 
because God believes in you, because you are his great idea. I say to you again, listen, continue to stay tuned, continue to just tap in and hit that like share button, whatever it takes, because you know what? I am doing this for your life and your legacy. Continue to tune in and we'll see you next time because you're going to exercise the power of an idea and watch it shift and change your life. We love you. And remember, there is greatness inside of you. We're here to help you get it out. And I know you know that. You know you can. You know there's greatness inside of you. Go ahead and tell yourself, God's made me great for such a time as this. Like and share. Mm-hmm.